0: Welcome to Relational Introvert, a podcast about the often overlooked people and leadership strengths of the quiet ones. I'm Nancy, and I look forward to sharing stories and lessons from my life, plus inviting other relational introverts to share theirs. This is very much a journey. It's a path to understanding ourselves and the diversity of people around us. So join me every Monday, and let's see where this road leads. Welcome everyone to another episode of Relational Introvert. I'm excited to have with me Caroline Joinsen joining me on today's episode. Caroline, thank you so much and welcome to Relational Introvert.
1: Oh, thank you so much, great to be here.
0: To kick us off, why don't you share a little bit about yourself with everyone who's listening in. Who is
1: Caroline? Sure, so I'm Caroline Joinsen and I'm the founder of Cheerleader PR. I empower passionate business owners to promote themselves with clarity and confidence. So that's through gaining media coverage and public relations so that they can raise their profile, build relationships and make more sales ultimately. So I offer PR coaching courses and consultancy. And I've worked in public relations for 20 years now. So I obviously like what I do and I do love what I do. Um, but I mean, outside of that, I'm a mum of two. Uh, two girls so that's going to be fun as they get older. Um, I'm based in Leeds in the north of England and yeah it's just it's great to join you and uh, really excited to be part of the uh, talk about the introverted side of my uh, personality.
0: (laughs) What are some of your quirks? Like when you think about yourself as an introvert are there certain ones that you would say are true to yourself so what would those introverted quirks be?
1: Yeah I mean it's funny I've kind of found myself in a quite an extroverted profession for somebody who would have said that they especially when they were younger were were really introverted so I mean I guess the quirks would be about needing a bit of time to reflect on stuff before replying to things so I found like particularly I mean as I said worked in PR for 20 years I worked in PR agencies but definitely that when I then went to work in an organization and was their senior press officer I remember kind of I'd have all this information fired at me and be expected to come up with the solution, which I could come up with a solution, but I needed to go in, process it. And then often I would find being able to email actually the, my opinion or my recommendation, I'd find that easier than having to either, for one, just sort of say it straight away in the meeting or two, I guess, going back to them and trying to have another meeting. Because I, I do find with very big characters and probably big extroverted characters, it sort of shrink a little bit. So it very much depends on who I'm with, you know, in that situation. But yes, if it's one where I feel a little bit on the back foot or a bit sort of in the glare of all these people, I need to go away and then come back in order to respond. So that's something I've definitely kind of found. It's Particularly, as I say, in that organisation, when I was in agencies, it wasn't such a thing that I noticed. And equally as a freelance PR person, so it's not been something that's really come up. And I think as well, just... Although I can step in to give talks and you know go into meetings and go to networking, I've definitely got a limit on how long I can do that for. And if I am in a big meeting or a networking event and if I'm not in the mood, I find it really hard to get going and, and kind of push myself into that situation. But if I'm feeling good, it's fine. But I definitely think I need some time to recover afterwards because I can my energy will just go because I'll use all of it trying to, you know, put on this big Caroline, show.
0: <laughs> I can really relate to what you said about that. One, the energy piece. We, a couple of the guests that we've had before, we've had the same conversation around the amount of energy that it takes to, you know, really kind of keep that uh, enthusiasm and engagement in. And it's not so much because we don't enjoy it. It just, it's just actually is depleting. Like it's almost like we've charged ourselves up to be there, and then when we're there, we're using up the energy. Whereas for someone who's a bit more extroverted, they're opposite they actually probably came drained and are like taking in the energy while we like So it's it's just works in the opposite ways you mentioned as an introvert especially when you're around maybe some of the bigger personalities you may find yourself shrinking a little bit i feel like that's something that other others could relate to very much as well Um, and i don't and i'm i mean i don't know if it's an introverted thing but i can certainly myself as an introvert relate to that piece that you said how much of that has to do with the work that you ended up creating, like your own business, this cheerleader
1: PR? It definitely does. I mean, it's funny. So, so I was worked in PR agencies for probably about six or seven years. And then I worked, went to work in this organization as a senior press officer. And actually, by the time I left that organization, I'd been there for about five years. I almost gave up PR. I actually totally fell out of love with it. I was unsure if it was what I wanted to carry on doing and I'd had a bit of a bad experience kind of towards the end of my employment there where my role was actually made redundant and it was just a bit like I don't want to do this anymore and it's funny because I kind of gave it another chance because some freelance work became available and I thought well I've got nothing to lose I haven't actually got a job to go back to so why not and I actually am so glad I didn't give it up because the actual thing was I didn't like where I was working and the situation that I was in it wasn't PR that was a problem because I've always loved what I did um you know I'd always enjoyed it but it was just like the joy had been taken out of it for me through the situation so then I was able when I went freelance and I was able to be my own boss and like manage all parts of it and be answerable only to myself and you know be responsible to my clients it felt so freeing actually and then yes going on to sort of established cheerleader PR is the as the brand name for my business there's definitely something about empowering people to find their own voice and use it rather than and I think the thing is if you set up your own business and it's a personal brand you're the best person to talk about your business and I know that can feel really daunting but you need to be able to do it to kind of if no one knows what you do then you can't really help people so it kind of, I think it all kind of nicely comes together to where I am now and what I'm doing now. I did have a bit of a blip and it nearly didn't happen. So thankfully I didn't do that.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I want to just go back a second to something that you shared about your experience when you were in the corporate side. One of the things that you found challenging was in the moment of kind of being bombarded with either deadlines or requests you always felt that for you, you needed a little bit of space, a little bit of time to digest something and then be able to come back, whether it was by email or you just needed another meeting. How did you feel going through that process and needing the time that you needed and knowing that you needed that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I always felt I was aware of it. And I think generally what would happen was because we basically used to do the communications for a variety of different events who all had a separate team working on them. So we were always kind of in the middle with this sort of pushing and pulling of whose work we would do first and what, which order. So it was it was kind of quite a, a difficult situation. So often in those meetings, we were having to justify why we were doing things a certain way or when we were doing them or how it would fit with something else. So it was just they felt quite sort of competitive as, as meetings, actually. Unfortunately, you know, just one of those things. So I just used to have to try and buy myself a bit more time to just go away and reflect. and. It generally I think was absolutely fine but someone did pick up on it at one point and, I, and that was quite hard sort of saying well I would expect someone in your position would be able to immediately come back with something and it was a bit like well if it was up to me and it was only the things I had control of I absolutely could but because this isn't a straightforward situation that's not possible so it was it was just it was difficult um And as I say, it's not really something I've ever experienced before or since, but I think maybe just that situation and the different personalities involved, including my own natural tendencies to kind of shy away from anything difficult, made it it made it quite challenging, really. I appreciate
0: you sharing that. Would you say that that was something it it was an introverted thing? Or do you think that was not really something to do with introversion? That was just something that Caroline, (laughs) you know, something beyond that piece?
1: I think part of it is being able to have the confidence to stand up and sort of say what I thought there and then. Because I suppose I probably would have really known what I thought, but I just needed a little bit more time. But sometimes I think the the personalities involved made me, as a state, kind of shrink into myself a bit. I'd say that is, I think that is definitely partly introverted in terms of um, that response, but equally, I guess yeah of course you know a lot of it's me and how I react to things so it's kind of a combination really but I think it's that thing isn't it with introversion like where what the different aspects of it are and where it affects you and you know because there's some parts you might be extra you know it's whether you outwardly and seem like you're an introvert or whether you hide it well I think I've probably hidden it for quite from my whole career really because you can't really Ring journalists up if you if you know you know if you don't want to speak out. So you just had to kind of get on with it, really.
0: So there's a lot of times that we go undercover to be able to adjust. And I and and I put it almost like tongue in cheek a little bit because and we all adjust. I don't think it's just an introverted thing. I feel human beings in general we have to realize we okay, have to adapt to the situation. And I find that especially if we think about you know, the industry that you're in, anything that has to do with PR, advertising, there is a lot of going out there, being in front of people. And I, and there's also the perception that it is a loud industry, like you need to be loud. Everybody needs to be loud in that space. So enter in a quieter soul. And the challenge becomes, how do you work in this environment to a degree that you're comfortable with the work that you're putting out plus adjust a bit to all the people around you. So I can completely appreciate the challenge that comes with that. If you had a chance to mentor another person who is in your industry and maybe is more on the quieter side and needing a little bit more time when it comes to decision-making, when it comes to having something to speak towards when you're in a room full of people who want decisions, what advice might you give them now in hindsight?
1: Yeah, I think I would say, for one, believe in yourself and have the courage of your convictions because you're around that table because you are somebody with expertise and experience and that's why you're there in the first place, to kind of believe in yourself. And the second one would be to really just allow yourself to catch your breath before answering questions. You know, don't feel like you have to rush into an answer just to fill the, the silence. I think it's just giving yourself a bit of time, whether that's just through taking a deep breath or asking a question back just to buy yourself that time so that you don't then need to go away and come back with an answer, but you've just bought yourself a bit of time in the situation. So that's probably what I would say to somebody in that position, looking back.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I think about it this way too, the idea of asking for time I feel like that also requires a level of conviction and confidence to be able to ask for time. Because I do agree, there's times when we do have to make a decision in the moment, like that's the reality of it, and you make the best decision with what you have. There's also times where there's a need to ask for that time. And I feel that that's something that a lot of times gets missed or the sense of, oh my goodness, everyone around me has this expectation that I need to respond right away. And then we feel the need to have an answer that truly like in our gut we're not really happy with that answer or are making a decision without really having thought about it you know to some degree that to feel comfortable mm. about that and i found that being able to say that as well helps i remember actually being in um i was in a meeting uh we were being there was a decision we needed to make or there was a sorry there was an initiative that we were looking to roll out and all the information was put out there and then the leader kind of came back and said okay so what does everybody think? I remember when it came to me, I just in that moment really was like, I can say something, but I really had nothing constructive or helpful to put around this this initiative. And I just so what I said was, I'm actually absorbing what was shared right now, and you know, I'd like to just take a moment to think about it, and I can come back to it at such and such time. And I remember just giving like a time frame, and I think that's helpful too. Is when you ask for time is to be able to say, I'll get back to you by end of day, or tomorrow morning, I'll have something for you. Would you like me to email it to you? Would you like me to set up a time to chat with you about it? And I think that can give a little, that can give a happy medium that works for both parties, because I find that sometimes even when people feel this need for an answer right away, I don't know that they really want, like they were expecting that you have to give me a full-blown answer right now. They want that sense that, yes you're thinking about it but when will you get back to me with this am i going to be waiting because i think that's sometimes uh something that folks like me and you who need to take some time can say "Uh, i will have it and i'm not going to take like 10 days to get back to you by tomorrow morning or by end of day and i feel that that gives us that time to pause and just recalibrate a little bit and say okay what did i actually hear what's the main thing i want to get and i feel like that can that's a good way to work through that as well.
1: Yeah. And I think that's definitely got a lot of benefits for an organization, having people that are willing to do that because everyone can kind of race to say the right thing and to say something, but, you know, actually being able to just take a bit of time to say something back that's, you know, actually is the right thing for you that you, you know, the thing you've worked out, the thing you believe in surely is more valuable than just everyone, I guess, paying lip service and saying what they think they should say.
0: Yes, yes. And, and I think that's the, that's a whole thing about having a diverse group of people on your team is you want people who can do both things because you do want people who can make quick, quicker decisions too, because there are times when, well, no, we need something right now. And some people are just much quicker to process and and get to that point and are more comfortable with having maybe 30% of the information and be able to still make something decisive that just needs to a decision that needs to be made right away and so that's the value on both sides and then the more thoughtful person can be the one that can ask a few questions and say well have we considered these things while we're making these decisions and that's the beauty of having both kind of people on the team otherwise to your point you're gonna have just nothing get done or you'll have everything just like you know we're just gonna shoot everything out there and hope for the best
1: But it's interesting how you said to me before, do you think that's an introvert thing? Or is that like a, a Caroline thing or an Nancy thing? You know, is that an introverted quality? I, I, I think it probably is. But yeah, you know, I'm not an expert on introverts. But equally, I think just not being able to like sort of just say things for the sake of it. I, think, I wonder whether that's an introverted tendency. And I think that's a good thing, actually.
0: I agree with you. And having spoken, like, again, I'm not an expert on introversion. If I just look at it experientially, and having spoken to as many introverts as I'm talking to now, some of us can be extremely introverted, some of us can be a little bit more, you know, going towards the extroverted side. But a commonality that I found is exactly what you said, is this idea, of, I need a little bit of time to think about something, I have to be a bit more thoughtful about it, I go inward a little bit. There's also introverts who are very decisive. So word that you used is the word confidence and i think that's maybe a little bit of the differentiator for those of us who might be like feel a little bit more shrunken back when we when we're like oh when we're surrounded by a certain group whereas other introverts who are like i'm completely comfortable yeah being quiet in this moment yeah nothing's lost in doing that so so that probably is a little bit of that differentiator but the need for introspection yeah i would agree that that's definitely uh, something that is Commonality between all of us. Yeah, definitely. Stay tuned for part two of my conversation with Caroline, available next Monday, June 29th. We're going to talk about why it's so important for you to be able to share your story as part of your business or your brand, and the lessons that Caroline herself has learned in the process about being able to share her own story. So don't miss out. Be sure to join us on June 29th. Hey, thanks for joining me for another episode of Relational Introvert. If you liked what you heard and you're curious about what's next, be sure to listen to new episodes every Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. And if you know someone else who might enjoy this podcast, please share it with them too.